It has been 1,836 days since Tiger Woods has won a PGA tournament. It's been 635 days since the Browns won their last NFL game. It has been three years since a man struck out 300 batters in a season. And it only has been three days since the Washington Redskins have won a football game. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the James Marshall Sports Podcast. Today, I'll be discussing all the biggest milestones in sports, plus I'll break down the Redskins game. So let's get right into it. Tiger Woods has finally won the PGA Tournament. On Sunday, he won the Tour Championship. He almost won the FedEx Cup, actually, and he came in second place to Justin Rose. He was amazing. Everything was working for him, his putter, his 9-iron, his driver. He was hitting greens and everything, and everyone was rooting for him. So it was really a great sports scene, and it was the greatest sports scene I've seen in a long time when everyone was following Tiger up to the 18th green and watching him win the tour championship. And that was just a surreal moment watching on TV. And I wish I was there, but it it was just amazing watching Tiger Woods win that championship. And it was a long time coming, and he's battled through all these things. And at the end of the day, he's still the greatest golfer of all time. So that's, at the end of the day, what it comes down to. And my third topic is the Browns won their first game in a long time on Thursday Night Football. They, as I said, won the first game in 635 days. They have been notoriously really good at losing games by like three points, and it's just been devastation for the people in Cleveland. But the Browns finally won behind their number one draft pick, Baker Mayfield, who was very highly criticized because of his character and his height, but he proved everyone wrong on Thursday when he was throwing absolute bullets to wide receivers. It was insane what he was doing. The ball had no gravitational pull on it. It was just going straight through the air on a beeline, and he was throwing it so hard. He was throwing it so hard who Jarvis Landry might be the most reliable receiver in the entire NFL. Catches pretty much every pass in sight. And he even dropped it right off the chest. And I thought that was ridiculous because Tyrod Taylor was just lobbing it to people. Baker Mayfield was a man on a mission and threw absolute darts to his wide receivers. He's gonna, he is the new QB in Cleveland, and I think the Browns could actually have a decent year this year behind one of their best defenses in a really long time, uh, who's led by Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, their uh top five draft picks and I think it's future is bright for the Browns and I thought I've never said that in my entire life so it's fine I'm finally saying it so local news a lot of local news today so although the Nationals are finally out of the playoff race they have a uh, pitcher who's really good at striking people out Max Scherzer Strikes people out for a living, basically. He's won the last two Cy Youngs, might win this year. I got into that in another podcast, but he struck out 300 batters this year, and it's been the first time in three years since someone has 
struck out 300 batters, and he was just on fire yesterday. Struck out 10. He needed 10, and it was a really surreal moment at Nats Park. Even though they're out of the playoff race, everyone was clapping. Everyone was standing up for Max Scherzer once he got his 300th strikeout of the season. Um, Other news, probably the biggest news around here in D.C., Redskins beat the Packers, and no one thought they'd beat the Packers, but they pulled it together. Green Bay helped them a little bit. We'll get into that into that later, but here are my reasons for the Redskins winning. Jordan Reed was an absolute beast yesterday. He's their best player, maybe even on the team. Like He might even be better than Alex Smith. He just gets open every single play. He's got really good hands. It's just injuries have derailed him. This year, if he stays healthy and we keep throwing it to him, he could be honestly the best tight end in the league at the end of the year. He was just bursting out for huge gains when we needed it on third down. We always threw to him. He was the guy, and he was the number one reason, I think, we won that game. But actually, might be the number two because there's this guy on the team named Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, we signed him on August 20th off of waivers after Darius Geis got injured. Everyone thought he was done for his career. He's battled through a lot of adversity, got suspended, got injured, tore his ACL like twice. But he's back. He's a freak of nature, and he rushed for 120 yards on Sunday. He really made our offense work so much better because if we can establish the run, Alex Smith can work really well if he has a good running back. He might be top 10 QBs in the league if he has a um, good running back because he's so accurate and they can do play action all day with him. And uh, my third reason, I've been saying this all year, every single podcast, the defensive line for the Redskins is really good. Deron Payne is really good. Jonathan Allen is really good. Matt Ioannidis is really good. Our young defensive line looks really good this season, and we are going to win a lot of games behind them this year. And then I said Green Bay helped us out at the beginning of the podcast. Well, they helped us out a lot. Michael Kendricks, I believe his name is maybe Lance Kendricks. Yeah, I think it's Lance Kendricks. Had a wide open on third and ten. All the way down the field would have been a gain of like 50 yards right in his chest from Aaron Rodgers, who was hurt. And he still threw a bullet, Aaron Rodgers, on the run right into Michael Kendrick's chest, and he dropped it. It wasn't like it was a bullet like a Baker Mayfield, like what he was throwing. It was a long, like 40-yard pass on the run. So it couldn't have been going that fast, but the NFL tight end dropped it. I don't understand how that's possible, but it happened. Plus, Randall Cobb threw three. He dropped three passes, and he fumbled. So Randall Cobb did not have the best game. He could have been the reason that the Redskins won, but I'll stick to the positives and say the Redskins won that game, not Green Bay losing that game. A lot of fantasy news today as well. Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL, so if you have him on your team, I'd go shopping for QBs. It depends on the your league, but QBs are a plenty in fantasy football, so 
I wouldn't be too mad if I, I was a Jimmy Garoppolo owner. And Rex Burkhead has pretty much been a non-factor. I had him in two leagues, and he's just been the biggest disappointment of the season for me. It's just like he he hasn't done anything this season. But And now he's finally on injured reserve. The Patriots put him on. So now I could finally drop him, and that's good. But Rex Burkhead, it's it was just not been a good ride for him. So my favorite fantasy additions on waiver wire. This it's going. These players are going really fast because everyone else is thinking this too. But if these players are still out, I'd immediately grab them if I was in a um, fantasy league. Matt Breida. If you're in a league that Matt Breed is on waiver wire, I'd almost instantly pick him up. He's a passing threat. He's a running threat. He's one of the leading rushers in the entire NFL this season, and he's going to get more play because Jimmy Garoppolo's injury and C.J. Beathard will be the quarterback. I think Matt Breed is going to get more play and more touches, and that will lead to more fantasy points and a starting job on your fantasy team. Tyler Boyd for the Cincinnati Bengals has actually been really good this year. He's been really consistent, and he's been getting a lot of touches behind A.J. Green, who's a little bit injured, so he might, if A.J. Green gets ruled out on Sunday, he might even be a a starting wide receiver for the Bengals, and that means he should be starting on your team. Also, another Bengal, Giovanni Bernard. Joe Mixon is hurt. Giovanni Bernard is huge in the passing game. He's big on the running game, and he got 20 points in some PPR leagues last week. He uh, is a big factor this week. I would put him in your starting lineup. If you have him and if he's on waivers, grab him and put him in your starting lineup. Also, George Kittle for the 49ers is a good addition. Even though C.J. Beathard is a quarterback, George Kittle looks like maybe even the primary receiver. And if he's a primary receiver in San Francisco, I know Kyle Shanahan will try to get him the ball. And I think he could be a potential big threat for another team if you play in your starting lineup. So here are my players to stay away from. I have two today. Both are Pittsburgh tight ends. Jesse James last week, had a two weeks ago, had a monster week scored like 30 fantasy points. He was huge. This week, he gets nothing. Last week, Vance McDonald's had nothing. This week, he gets 25 points. I don't understand, but it's just on and off for those two guys, and I don't feel sure about either of them. And tight end is the one position where you should feel sure about your guy. And if you're not... If you can't play a tight end who might not even be the number one tight end on his team that week. So stay away from both Pittsburgh tight ends unless you're in a really deep league that might play two tight ends. That's the only way I think you should put either of them in your starting lineup. And that is fantasy football news for today. I did local news. I did milestones today. And it's been a really fun day, guys. And see you guys later.